welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 313th time on this Friday, December 2nd, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, The Affair of Instant. lot of things you could say about food. Some things taste better, some things are better for you, some things cook faster than others, and that last one is where we'll park for the week, because there was a certain woman in Florida that sat down for a bowl of her favorite instant mac and cheese, and now there's a lawsuit coming Kraft's way. She's asking $5 million in damages because her pasta wasn't ready fast enough. I don't know about you, but to me, this bears resemblance to the guy a few weeks ago that sued Texas Pete because it isn't made in Texas. Remember him? Same shoe, different foot, I guess. How did this happen anyway? Well, the woman said in the lawsuit that the three and a half minutes claim is false and misleading because only the microwaving step took that long and the rest of the preparation took longer. According to her, she felt lied to because microwaving is one of four steps in the cooking process for the mac and cheese, and it took as long as the entire process should. She even went as far to say that the company made illegitimate profit from their less-than-instant mac and cheese. And to my surprise, Kraft actually responded, saying, quote, We are aware of this frivolous lawsuit and will strongly defend against the allegations in the complaint. Okay, here's where we get to what I think. If you ask me... There's only two reasons for lawsuits like this. Either A, you just want to get some attention for some reason, or B, you don't have much else going on, so you give into the conspiracy part of your brain. It doesn't make much sense because, think about it, it's a major company with bigger fish to fry that has been around for longer than a lot of people have been alive, so I wouldn't talk junk about how they market their own product. They've been doing it a lot longer than we have, so you're just wasting a lot of time for nothing. That's just my two cents anyway. And before we get to the rest of the episode, I'd like you to hear a word from my friends at McNutter Butter Coffee. (laughs) The morning cup of coffee. It's an American tradition, smooth and full of flavor. Just the thing you need to get your day roaring to a start. But not all coffee is created equal. And if it's quality you crave, choose McNutter Butter Coffee. McNutter Butter is whole beans, so you can grind it yourself with the assurance of the freshest cup possible every time. Try the classic Good Morning Neighbor, a smooth all-day coffee. Enjoy in the morning to start your day or relax in the evening having a cup with a friend. Coffee Doodle Doo, a roast that's fit for a cowboy with a smoky flavor and a smooth finish. Or my personal favorite, Beanin' For You, the coffee that'll put a pep in your step with some great flavor. You can also freshen up with a McNutter Butter Facial Scrub. The saying is true. The only thing better than our coffee is sharing it with friends. Learn more at McNutterButterCoffee.com. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to take a look at a verse from the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1 says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. Let's take a look at the first part of this verse. I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. That is the way God wants us to praise Him, with all of our hearts. He doesn't want just a part of us. He doesn't want just a half-hearted praise. He wants 
all of us, the entirety of our being. He wants our soul. He wants our body. He wants our mind. He wants our spirit. We need to praise him with our entire heart, not just with our mouth, because saying we're righteous, saying we believe God and living a different way, well, that just won't do. You can say you're a Christian and then go live like the world. You can say you're a Christian and then go do your own thing. You can say you're a Christian and then lean on your own understanding as the Pharisees did. And that is what made Jesus compare the Pharisees to whitewashed tombs. Outside they're clean, but on the inside they're full of dead men's bones. We need to be on fire for God. We need to practice what we preach, as the Lefebvre Quartet sings. We need to make it known that we not only serve Jesus with our mouths in what we say, but we need to serve Jesus in what we do. In our work, in our free time, in our good times, in our bad times, we need to praise God with everything we have, not just with our speech, not just with our words, not just with our feelings, but with everything we have. If we're going to be Christians, if we're going to show the example of God's love to somebody, we need to let people know that God has made a change in us. We need to let the light he's placed in us when he came into our hearts shine. If we hide it under a bushel, well, then it's not going to do any good. People won't be able to see it as well. But if we boldly proclaim the gospel of Christ, then everyone will know who we serve. And next we come to, I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. We need to let people know about this Jesus that we know. We need to let people know of the things he's done in our lives, of the way he's changed us. We need to point everything in our lives to him. We need to know him and make him known and strive for that each and every day. Now, does that mean we won't mess up? Of course not. We're human. We're fallible people. But God extends grace for those moments. God loves us anyway. And even when things look bad, we need to praise him anyway. Even when things look bleak, we need to dwell on the marvelous things that God has done for us because he is an awesome God. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. And he never stops working on our behalf. Even when you can't see it, he's working, friends. He's doing marvelous things in your life, in my life, in the lives of every one of his people. He's working things out. And isn't that something to tell people about today? I think so. Let's praise him with everything we have. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag has us looking at some bizarre ways to keep warm. The first response to the hashtag bizarre ways to keep warm is put your real age and candles on the cake. It doesn't even have to be your birthday. Okay, that's a good idea, I'll admit, but also... Here's the drawback. That's a potential fire hazard, and that depends on how old you are. So I'd be very careful with that. Say, for instance, you're 15. 15 candles on a cake, that's, that's easy. That's manageable. But once you get up into your 50s and 60s and 70s, you've probably got more candles than you do cake. So 
I'd be careful with that. If you're going to do this, if you're absolutely set on it, I would at least have somebody from your local fire department stand by at your birthday party because you never know when things could go awry, and I wouldn't want you to get hurt. The next response reads, dress in a Chewbacca costume. I mean, yeah, you could do that, but unless there's a convention nearby of Star Wars fans you're headed out to, that might look a bit strange. But on the bright side, though, you could take advantage of the fact you're disguised as a film icon and sign autographs. And wait a second, wait a second, hold on, before you start poking holes in my idea, I'll counter with this. The fact that Chewbacca is proficient with guns. If you've seen The Empire Strikes Back, you know that much. So if he can do that, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he can write. Do I know for sure? No, but I'd say it's a safe bet. The third response is crochet yourself a nose warmer. That's cool and all, but you're forgetting the rest of your body. If you wear it with a puffy jacket and a beanie, you're in business, but if you're just walking around with a nose warmer, you need to do better than that. Because think about it. If it's cold enough to need to warm your nose, it's probably cold enough to need to warm the rest of your body, so just keep that in mind. And the last response to the hashtag bizarre ways to keep warm is put your pajamas in a pajama warming bag. Okay, somebody needs to explain this one to me because I've never heard of one of those, but I do think I have a better idea. Not to say your idea isn't good, but I'm going to hit you with this. You could just put them in a dryer. That's what I do. I do have a question, though, circling back to the pajama warming thing. Does this pajama warmer have a heating element in it, or do you have to put it in the dryer as well? In either case, I just pop them in the dryer for a few minutes because that seems to me like a way more efficient idea. And you wouldn't have to spend countless hours scrolling through Amazon just to find out what a pajama warmer is. You could cut out the middleman with something you've already bought. Speaking of food, McDonald's is making news again with the gaming community. I guess now they'll release an updated version of the Ronald McDonald mascot wearing a gaming headset with Cheeto dust all over his fingers and a Mountain Dew in his hand. They've released a gaming chair to promote one of their products, the McCrispy Sandwich. And it's actually pretty nice looking. The black and tan design I think is really slick, but cool colors isn't all this thing offers. Check this out. It has a fry holder. Now that I can support. We need to start funding this now. Everything should have a fry holder. Also, it has a hot box, as they call it. That's to keep your McCrispy warm while you're gaming up an appetite. That's a cool choice and something I can get behind as well, but I see a few problems we'll discuss here in a second. The whole chair is stain-proof, which I think is a phenomenal idea because, let's just face it, fast food and grease go hand-in-hand like a husband and wife exchanging wedding vows. And now we circle back to the problem I see with the sandwich holder. They say it's to keep your McCrispy warm, but my question is, could you use it for other sandwiches, or is that expressly forbidden? Let's say, on the McDonald's side, you go get a McChicken, or a Big Mac or something. I don't know the rules on this. Or let's say, I don't want McDonald's. Let's say I've had McDonald's once this month, and I want something else. Let's say I'm in the middle of a gaming session with my friends, and then I'm too tired to go get something. I want to sit there, and I want to play Madden, and I want to have my food delivered to me. So I fire up an app, and I order Wendy's. And oh yeah, what's the harm? I'll just stick my Baconator in the hot box while I'm gaming to have both hands for my controller. Does that mean that Ronald McDonald is going to come looking for me with a baseball bat and some bad intentions? Am I forever marked as a McTrader and banned from every McDonald's ever? Will they send some workers to take my chair back under the cover of darkness because I've committed a cardinal fast food sin? 
I have so many questions here. I need answers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website, www.ebonezone.com. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.